0: Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Rachel Rill, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship, or you're just trying to gain knowledge about what narcissism is, what it looks like, you know, or perhaps you just need some inspiration, encouragement, motivation. Well, that's what this podcast is all about. I want you to understand exactly what narcissism is what it looks like some of the things you can do these are tips i give tips i give um share my experiences and share the experiences of others just give my commentary on various topics that you know that involves narcissism so i'm a very informal podcaster um, my mission is is to make sure people feel supported and validated, you know. When you come, come across this station, you will feel supported and validated and understand, you know, how to deal with those types of relationships. Um, I give you as many tips as I possibly can, you know, in regards to just helping you along the way to get to your healing or to avoid the situation in the first place or what to do while you're in it if you can't get out of it, you know, and that's it guys. I'm not a psychiatrist, therapist, counselor, um, psychologist or anything of the like. However, I do give resources to where you can go to talk to some of those people. Um, I am a certified life coach. I'm also a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic relationship. I had to do my work because I didn't know what I was dealing with and it was so many enablers and codependents around That I had to put in the work to do the research. And what really helped me was just gaining knowledge. That's how I healed. Becoming knowledgeable and understanding that I didn't need someone else's approval or validation who was so manipulative to validate me. I had to come to grips with reality and become self-aware. You know, it's just a lot of work that you have to put in in order to heal be forgiving and understanding and understanding yourself and forgive yourself first and foremost you know so there you have it I'm also a licensed insurance agent as well and an author so there you go that's Rachel real enough about me I'm doing another drive-in talk guys so you might hear the the car um, blower blowing I'm gonna try to talk over it but your girl got to stay warm and it's been a few days since I've um, been back, since I dropped another episode. So yeah, it's, I do these informal um, episodes because if I wait until I can literally stay still and give you you know, some quiet background type of episode, you might not hear from me as much. And I know there are people who are out there who definitely needs help with healing. And if you're were any, if you like anything I used to be, you'll take it any kind of way that you can because you just need to know that you ain't crazy, you know? You're like, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a listen through the noise because I need to hear this word, I need to hear this information so I know I'm not alone because you're not, guys. It's nothing that you're going through that someone else has not made it through. And I was married to a narcissistic alcoholic for five years. And didn't know what the crap I was dealing with, you know I had to really put in the work to gain knowledge And you'll hear me talk about that continuously Knowledge, 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 knowledge up It's not about, oh, let me get revenge Let me be vindictive Let me do all of the things that they're doing to me Because if you do that And it becomes a habit You'll pick up those narcissistic traits as well You know, you can become numb to The situation and become numb to other people too, and become numb to things uh, or situations that you shouldn't give that kind of response to. So, you got to be careful with that, that you're not changing because you've allowed yourself to stay in a situation that's not good for you. You know, or if you do have to stay in a situation, you're not putting in the work to hold on to your sanity. And block the other person out. Which is work as well. So regardless of what it is. It's always work when you're dealing with someone else's personality. So I say to you. um, Today I wanted to talk about. It was on my mind. Because I'm always seeing questions come in from Cora that people have. And I'll answer them on occasion. Give my commentary on certain topics. Um, And guys like I said I'm driving and talking. So my eyes are on the road. And sometimes people be tripping. I think there's an accident or something ahead. Because the sun is blazing. And people be blazing too. You know, probably ran into something up here. Because the traffic is like crazy backed up. So, you might hear the blinkers blinking. Because I need to get over to another lane that could possibly be moving. Flowing better. But yeah, um... What I want to talk about, like I said, people, they ask questions over at CORE, which is a good application to go on because there are a lot of Q&As where you can get your questions answered. Um, But basically, uh, what I was thinking about is very often when you are involved with a narcissist or you have an encounter with them, it can really make you mad. It can piss you off some of the things that they do. Understandably so, it really can make you angry. But what I want you to do is think about your health, think about yourselves. And this came to me like this morning because I was listening to Good Morning America, and Good Morning, by the way, Happy Tuesday. Um, I was listening to one of the segments there where they were, you know, they were just talking about diabetes, heart, um, heart problems, and things like that, and. One of the things that came to my mind was just when you're in a relationship, a toxic relationship, how it chips away at your health, you know, it's enough battling, just trying to stay alive daily and have a good diet and have a good mindset, you know, because your diet does affect your thinking. It really does, you know, just as much as your environment affects your thinking. And if you can really take the time to think, because sometimes people just don't think You just respond to that negative action because we have so many emotions that we deal with on a regular, naturally, hundreds of them, those feelings, and you just have to, when you become self-aware and you understand that, it's like, what are you going to give the attention to? And I say again, those of you who have children, it shouldn't even be an option, or you might find yourself raising a narcissist, you know, birthing one. Because if you're not showing up for them emotionally and you're too focused on all of the things you don't like happening in your life, what's going to happen to them? You have to think about that. What's going to happen to that child? And when I say child, I'm not just talking toddlers or adolescents. I'm talking young adults, teenagers, adolescents, tweens, toddlers, babies, infants, like, yeah, I went backwards, but yeah, all of that. Absolutely. You have to show up for them. And there are only so many hours in a day. You know, you'll hear me talk about that a lot because I'll be wondering like, what are you going to do? What How are you going to use your hours? You're going to use your hours battling with someone or letting them change your character, allowing them to change your character or take you out of character because now you are irritated and mad and angry opposed to because how how does that work when your mind is not clear because if your mind and if you're if you're mad and angry and stuff like that how do you focus you know you got to focus so when you're focusing you want to focus on the negative you want to focus on the bad behavior that you're experiencing you know the things that they're doing to you a narcissist will do to you continuously or any kind of toxic person, you know, maybe they're a narcissist, maybe they're not a narcissist. Maybe they just have strong narcissistic traits, whatever the case may be, because it's, it's really hard trying to, uh, you know, say, oh, let me just wait until they get a diagnosis. Because the likelihood of that happening is slim to none, because, you know, they're they're not going to go and put the time in and be like, oh, by the way, so-and-so called me a narcissist. Because the minute they feel that they, that's like, they're offended. They are offended. That's when you really know they're a narcissist. Because if you call somebody a narcissist and they get highly offended, like raging, like it was an injury, like severely injured, man, they're gonna they're gonna go in on you. They're gonna seek revenge like nobody's business. That's how you know. Because most people, if you say something and you call them out their name like that, like, okay, you, you seem to be a narcissist or something like that, or you have narcissistic traits. If that's the case, any average person, if that's not you, if anything, you're gonna be like, okay, let me look at myself. Let me check myself. Not saying you gotta change who you are for somebody else, but you're gonna take inventory of yourselves. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, okay, I know I would be. Let me look at me. But it ain't one of those things like with a narcissist. They'll just call, they'll come out and call you anything. You know, anything that you should be saying to them, they're going to call it out. They're going to say it's you. So, my point is again, when you go to a person and you're expressing certain things that you're feeling and you're doing it respectfully and they rage and get angry and now you feel like you can't talk to them. And this might be somebody with their parent because narcissism is not just only in romantic relationships it can be your parents it can be your child it can be your child you've raised who might be a narcissist you know from some child emotional neglect as a child you know so you just don't you just don't know but it's shown they show it people show you who they are they really do it's that we may not want to come to grips with it but they show you And when they do, it's up to you to believe them. Even if you don't believe them the first time, the second time, like you got to come to grips. If you start seeing patterns, because that's what you want to look for, the pattern, when you start seeing that, you know, it's time to be like, okay, let me call a thing a thing. Like how many of the same conversations are you going to have over and over and over again with an adult? At some point, you have to look at yourself and be like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I still having this conversation? Like, why? So when you see that, you know, you got to ask yourself. Because that's like insanity to, to keep doing the same thing and expecting something different. Having the same conversations after conversation. You know, it is my prayer that you get to that place where you're no longer affected by it and you're doing you. Do you. And it doesn't mean let them take you out of character that now... You want to be mean and nasty and stuff like that because y'all know I'm an advocate for children. So you're going to on this channel station, you're going to always hear me talk about kids because I advocate for them, you know, because we as adults have to take accountability so that we can stop birthing toxic people. And not saying that parents are responsible for toxic people, but a lot of that play into it. You know, you hear people talk a lot about their childhood trauma and what they went through. That does not give an adult in a, a reason to do bad things. I mean, take R. Kelly, his his childhood plus so many others like that. I'm just he just was the first that came to my mind. But it was awful. You know, when people are sexually violated as a child and molested and Beat and physically emotionally abused and like just the worst as a child You know, that's horrible however When you grow up It's like, okay. Thank you. God that I actually made it through so that's how I look look at it from my childhood uh, trauma experience I looked at it like, and mine was abduction, being kidnapped. I wasn't molested but I was kidnapped. And also, just kind of like okay, let's just snatch her from here. Let's do this. And it was just a mess. And not knowing who my father was. Not, you know and coming from a Jamaican Cuban family and then over to a Southern American uh, family. Like and then you snatch me out and bring me back. Like that could have been a mess. But thank God I gave my life to Christ very early on in my life at 12 years old. And I just always cling to him, regardless of the foolish adults who were around me. And this lady gave me this Bible at 12 years old called the Living Way Bible. And when I tell you it broke it down, that was the best gift ever. It was my compass and my guide to keep me grounded despite my experiences because that did not define me. Even the fast-forwarding up to an adult. You know, certain setbacks and experiences did not define my future because I vowed that if God got me out of it or if he helped me, I would make a difference. I would do things differently. So once you become cognizant of what you've experienced, what's wrong, what's right, then you do better. And if you're having a problem understanding what's right and what's wrong, that's when you do need to get help you know seek therapy and fortunately this day and time there are you know there's there's social media there's the internet there are licensed professionals who really give information that you can take and try to practice and see if it you know just see if it resonates with you and practice some of the things that they advise you to do that's what I did you know and I continue to do the work I continue to believe in myself I continue to understand that we are our own individual people no two people are alike you know stop trying to change other people you can't even change yourself I was talking to a friend of mine telling her how crazy it is when people think that they can change someone else when we have a hard time staying true to ourselves and what I'm talking about is I called her on Saturday and was like hey look I want to lose 10 pounds and I know she wanted to lose some pounds so I was like hey let's just team up and be support to each other with whatever those weight loss goals are so it was so crazy because I was like you know okay we're gonna do fruits and vegetables like that man yesterday came we were supposed to start yesterday fruits and vegetables my behind i made a turkey on sunday honey and when i tell you i just had a taste for a turkey melt on a multi-grain bread like a grilled cheese it was so good stop playing with me my point is totally forgot all about the the committed the commitment that i made with starting this fruit and vegetable and water diet so my point is i lied to myself You know, I reneged on myself. I reneged on the deal that I made with myself because it was between me, myself, and I. That's it. That I made that promise to. Nobody else. So just think of things like that. That's just one one situation, you know. But there are multiple situations where we'll say we're going to do something. We'll tell ourselves we're going to do something. And we drop the ball. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that you're capable of dropping balls. So how do you feel when you're dealing with someone else that you literally can't control them? Absolutely not. You're not in their headspace. So it goes back to how are you using your time? Are you going to waste time trying to do those things and have these lengthy conversations and debates and trying to plead and beg for someone to change? You know watch the pattern. If somebody loves you, they'll just do it. They'll put the work in to start the progress. It may not happen overnight, but you're going to see a difference. You're going to see someone putting in the work, you know, to make a situation better than what it was, especially if you've expressed some concerns or things that might be bothersome to you. And how does the other person feel? Can you really have that conversation without them spazzing out and not acknowledging your feelings or anything like that you know so I say to you and again I'm in this traffic guys. I got my eyes on this road but yeah I say to you and i got to eat something too I'm hungry so excuse me ahead of time you hear this noise but I need to put something on, uh, on my system I'm chewing I'm sorry but like I told y'all, I just got to get this message to you. Yes, rule of thumb: don't be angry, don't be mad. Your biggest defense in healing is when you can. If you if you can't go no contact and you got to deal with this person because y'all share a child together or children together or work things like that, stay t- true to who you are. Do not let them take you out of character. Don't. Still say good morning, goodbye. Just stick to stick to your boundaries, you know? And you don't have to be angry doing it. That's the work. When you can stick to your boundaries and not defend yourself, don't try to get down and dirty with them. Don't try to explain yourself or anything like that. Use Dr. Romney's technique. Deep shout out to Dr. Romani. The deep technique. Don't defend, don't engage, don't explain, and don't personalize. Don't do it. Don't take it personal when somebody else got an illness, a mental illness. All you know is you're going to protect your sanity. Have as your interaction with them. Have little as possible interaction with them. A person who has a personality disorder like narcissism. But they're just toxic. Protect your peace. Period. Protect your peace. Do not let them get under your skin. That's the work you got to put in. That's what I mean when I say work. You got to discipline yourself that you have a poker face. You can still remain true to who you are. If you are a respectful person, you're not mean, you're not nasty, you can say good morning to people. Remain that way. That kills a narc because they want you to be mad. They want you to feel like they really feel inside. Do not give up your power because when you do that and you respond in a nasty or negative way, you're giving up your power. And if you don't have to be involved with them, then you go no contact. Once they show you who they, who they are, period. Because if you go back, it's going to be 10 times worse. Don't take my word for it. Don't take all the hundreds of other, thousands of other content creators' word for it. And everybody's saying the same. You read anything or ask anyone who's gone through narcissistic abuse, when you get love-bombed multiple times and you keep going back each time they love-bomb you, Or each time they're trying to idolize you, you know, to get you in, to love bomb you. Try to show y'all this attention and the bomb is coming. They're going to drop the bomb on you. Because they will sabotage a good thing. It doesn't matter how good something appears to be. They don't care. And narcissism can be in the workplace too. It can be anything. You can be doing a, a crazy, amazing job at work. And a person who's narcissistic, honey... Mm You cross them one time, period. Once one disagreement, it's a wrap. They hate you for life. In that workplace. Now it's just their mission is because it's a the spirit. Their mission is, is to make your life just miserable. When you step foot in that office before you step foot in that office, they can y'all can be you can be agreeing with them. They're still gonna try to make your life miserable because of that one thing that you may have not even intentionally did to them, but they feel you did something to them. You injured them, and you don't even know it, which is why you stay away from people who have that personality. I can go on and on and on about the different things that you will encounter with those kind of people who have that personality, period, which is why I see why they say no contact. no one not ass smoke, workplace, family members, friends intimate relationships you don't want that smoke look at what you're going through you want to keep doing that you want to keep going back and forth with somebody you want to have your character let somebody keep taking you out of character Mm-mm. Remain, remain who you are if you share children with them speak just don't let them cross your boundaries you demand that I'm not going to have this conversation with you that's what you tell them I'm not engaging I'm not engaging. Cause the minute they see you get emotional and mad and angry, that's what they want. Stop giving them what they want. It when you got somebody, when you be like, oh, a narcissist gets on my nerves, oh I don't want to deal with a narcissist. Oh why are you engaging? Why do you give up your power every time? Period. Why fuss and go back and forth? You can't change nobody. More or less a person with a disorder. They gotta want to and that's how you know when somebody, when somebody when you can't go to someone and express your thoughts and you're walking on eggshells around them you really want to live your life like that and some things it's just not up and don't get me wrong I've been there before where I would argue back and forth and all of that but like I said it's insanity to keep doing the same thing that doesn't work has that worked when has it worked where somebody is yelling and screaming and doing all of that kind of stuff? All it does is give you a headache or cause your blood pressure to, to rise and can cause you to have a stroke or a heart attack or any of that stuff. You want to risk your life for them? The very person who you dislike their ways? Think about it. So when you start reacting and you're putting your health at risk, You're giving up your power to the person that you say you don't like. So don't do that. You know, put in the work, put in that, get, start creating a habit to put you first and choose you first over everyone else. Definitely over that narc choose you first, period. Choose your children, put that attention on and them, you know, choose your loved ones. Maybe you, you severed ties with a good uh, relationship. Go back and mend them. You know, if the narcissist had you trying to tear down relationships that were really good. And you'll know about those people because if they receive you with open arms, you know they were your friend in the first place. When they on when they some BS, that might be somebody who you should have left at bay. Period. Start Start really understanding people. You know, when they show you who they are, they'll show you. You ain't got to keep asking questions or debating. You know? That's just muffling up the noise, you know? Or muffling up things that you really should see. Like, don't do it. Don't go back and forth. When you go back and forth, you, again, you're giving up your power. Stop giving up your power. Stay true to who you are. And that's, that's the moral of this story. The moral of this episode is stay true to who you are, set those boundaries, keep them there, and the work is don't come out of character. Still be, still be cool. Don't feel like, oh, if I'm nice, you know, if I'm nice to them or cordial or respectful, that's showing weakness. Mm-mm, nuh-uh, baby when you're cordial and nice to somebody that you have to deal with now hopefully if you don't have to deal with them you're not dealing with them you're going no contact because if you're still dealing with a narcissist and you don't have to you might need to get yourself some help but if you don't you know you might need to get some help on working on how do I go no contact sometimes people need help well that's when you need therapy or counseling coaching or something but If you have to deal with them, like I said, because of children or whatever, honey, the power is, is when you can have that poker face, that's that's strength. You can have that poker face. You stick to your boundaries. You don't engage. You don't defend. You don't explain. Explain what? How are you going to explain something to somebody who's unreasonable? Why would I engage with somebody who, who's who has a disorder who's just gonna twist my narrative around every time so if I don't say anything you ain't got nothing to edit you know what I mean because they are master editors you know to twist it around for to work in their benefit always even if it seems like they're being nice it's always for their own gain you got to be careful with that And it's just, again, raise your discernment, you know, raise your discernment, raise your emotional intelligence, become self-aware, become hyper-vigilant, like it's there and nothing is hitting with a narcissist. You're going to see it. You might not see it in the beginning, but it's going to show, you know, their kind deeds is just an investment, an investment to manipulate you, an investment to treat you like crap. That's all that is and turn around and try to make an excuse that they did X, Y, and Z for you, so that gives them the pass to be able to treat you like crap. And the twist part is, twisted part is, you might be thinking, oh, they've been so nice, so let me give them a pass. That's what they expected, that's why they did what they did. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's always about them. I'm nice to you, I do what I do for you, I give you because it's my investment to treat you the way that I want to treat you, how I want to treat you, when I want to treat you a certain way, like it's all my control. So all that is is deposits to control you. That's what that is. So again, you don't have to engage. That's why you hear no contact. And then if you do have to um, just talk to them and deal with them, you go gray rock or yellow rock, like a rock. You know, somebody speak. Hello you picking up your child. Pick up your child. They try to go there, da, da, da. Okay, we're not having this conversation. I'm going to talk to you later, okay? Don't let them take you out of character. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't get angry and mad and twi- your face all twisted. Don't do that because then you're giving up your power. You're giving up your energy. You lose. Don't do it. So that's it, guys. That's all I have for you today. Keep your head up high. You got this. Again, don't let that narcissist change who you are remain calm put in the work if you're having difficulty and I mean this genuinely you want to get to a place where you don't give a crap what they do what they don't do you don't you just don't care sincerely you don't you don't wish no ill on them when you can get to that place like that that's healing that's true healing you're no longer affected by that spirit that's what that means when they can't get under your skin when they can't Change or make your day bad like nothing that they do can hurt you anymore. That's when you know you're healed. And the the better it becomes for you, the more it becomes better for you, then you know that you're working towards your healing if you're not there yet. But that's what you want to practice. And anything you do for a month becomes a habit. It's less than a month, but I always say I give a person a month to make it easy. Do something for a month create that habit, create that habit for a month where you force yourself not to care. You force yourself like you don't wish bad on a person. But when it's like that, you just look at them as another person. I know that's what I did. You know, I can see my narcissistic alcoholic, ex-spouse, and I don't wish no ill on him. I sincerely, like, you can have twenty women. You can be doing whatever, good, bad. What? I don't. It doesn't affect me. Like, we live in the same community. I can see that man. Hey, hi. Because I never knew you. I don't know who you are. You got all of these personalities or these different faces. You showed up as one person, but the person who I be, I saw you as, over the years, with me going back and forth, back and forth, really trying to empathize and understand and show compassion, like. The more I did, the worse I got treated. So, when I see a person who did not show up like that, I don't know who you are. So That's like being mean to a stranger. No. Or trusting a stranger. I'm not going to trust a stranger, so I wouldn't trust you. So, I'm not going to engage with you, but if I see you, I can speak. And like I said, thank God we don't share children. I've shared that in other episodes. I didn't have any children with this man. So... Fortunately, But though I know those of you who do, I say to you again, keep it simple. Don't be, be just as calm. And you can be just as calm about situations, honey. Because you're not going to give them the power to do anything to you to hurt you. Because you're not going to stay around long enough. You get that child and you're going about your business. You know? Because they'll be sitting there wondering like, damn, why are you so nice? Why are you so? It leaves them wondering. You see what I mean? So that's it, guys. I can preach until I'm blue, but yeah, just don't. Stay. Your, your power is staying, remaining calm, remaining calm, sincerely, like they cannot get to you. They can't get under your skin, no matter how twisted their faces, faces are, no matter if they're angry or whatever, and you get your behind away from them, of course, you don't stay around them, and safety is always first, so there you have it, guys. Peace and blessings to you your girl Rachel real is out I hope someone found value in what I had to say because this is not one shoe fits all you know this is a case by case situation and I'm just one of several content I'm getting my ticket guys I'm in the garage I'm one of several content creators who comes with this information you know who just give you my, my commentary on these topics guys so yeah, so your girl Rachel Real is out. Peace and blessings to you. Have an amazing day. You got this. Give yourself a big hug and love on your loved ones. Love on your babies. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.